This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Watching Lester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Lester Till I Die TV. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. We are ready to go. I don't know who our team were last night. I don't think they, <laughs> they got ready to go till about the 96th minute, and that was three minutes after the final whistle. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we doing? Feeling okay now? It's been about 24 hours before kickoff. <sighs> yeah. We can concentrate on the league and, of course, the FA Cup. And just think, could be worse, could be an Arsenal fan. 
going to get a bit of stick for that, I think, in a minute, because we're back to league action this weekend. We are playing Arsenal. And we are going to be speaking to um, Rich um, from the Arsenal um, channel, the Positive Arsenal channel, over, over and over and over again. I always, I've been practicing that all day, and I've still got too many overs in there altogether. <laughs> but it is from the over and over and over again Positive Arsenal channel. Of course, the first question is going to be: Do Arsenal have anything to be positive about this season? No doubt he'll remind me they are still in the Europa League and we are not. Um, say good evening to Stefan. Uh, look at the Leicester fan is back live. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Villa fan. How are you doing? Um, are, you, are you playing this weekend? Who cares, really? <laughs> Tell you what we do care about. We care about this weekend's game. And we're going to be playing Arsenal and we are going to bring in Rich, the Guna fan. Good evening, Rich. Thanks for joining us. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> no doubt. I think it's going to be a bit of a tennis match here with the whole banter. I'm going to be the first question is, you know, it is called over and over and over again the Positive Arsenal channel. Have you got anything to be positive about this uh, <laughs> this season? Not as much as I was hoping for when I set the channel up at the start of the season, obviously. We won the <laughs> FA Cup last year and I thought that we would push on this season and maybe, you know, uh, be challenging back into the top four or um, stuff like that. But unfortunately, it hasn't quite worked out like that. Um, I do feel there's other issues this season. It's, it's a strange season, isn't it, with everything that's been going on. Um, so many strange results, actually. Nobody has really managed to string together consistent results, except for, obviously, Manchester City at this moment in time. Other than that, mm. everybody's been a bit hit and miss up and down, and it's still wide open. So I think we've still got a little bit to be positive. But obviously, you know, I know you touched on it before, the Europa League. We are still in it just about. We scraped through last night. I was very surprised, actually, to see you guys go out. I've got to be honest. I expected you to get through that. Um, and possibly um, we could have met maybe later on in a competition. But, um, yeah, I was a bit surprised about that. But yeah, it's football, isn't it? Sometimes you, you don't always get what you expect to get out of games. Yeah, and we nearly blew it ourselves last night. So we don't have much to, um, to, to sort of, you know, I don't want to be too, uh, you know, go on too much about that just because we're quite fortunate to still be in it ourselves, really. To, to be honest with you, I mean, the, I think the disappointing thing is that we could have played Rangers next because that's who uh, yeah, yeah. Slavia Prague got. I'm just going to say a quick good evening to Stephen. Hello, thanks for joining us, Stephen. Um, it was disappointing last night. Having said that, we didn't deserve anything. Over the 180 minutes, we were rubbish, basically, <laughs> to be honest with you. And it has been one of those seasons. I mean, I know Man City are on a run at the moment, but they started off really bad. I mean, we beat them 5-2 uh, yeah. in the second, third game of the season. There's a lot of injuries about because of so many games being played. And I actually yeah. said in the pre-match show last night, would it be the end of the world if we got knocked out of the Europa League? I mean, at this point, could we have won it? You'd like to think so, but take my blue-tinted spectacles off, probably not. But we're now, yeah, we're still in the FA Cup, but it's one less set of games we've got to worry about where all the teams around us, yourself and Spurs included, you've still got those European games and the travelling to contend with. 
Yeah, I mean, from from our point of view, I mean, I think that the season that we've had, we need to cling on to every possible opportunity that we've got to try to keep the season alive. Uh, and for us now, the Europa League is our only real hope of a trophy, certainly. And um, the top six in the league, the top four is looking very difficult for us now with all the losses that we've already had. So for me, I was delighted to get through last night because I feel as though it's a really big competition for us now. You know, like you just said there, you know, you're still very much in contention for the top four, even possibly the title if, if Man City were to drop a few points and, you know, you've still got the FA Cup as well. So maybe the Europa League for you didn't have quite the same importance perhaps as it does currently for us. That's maybe the situation that both clubs are in at the moment, I think. So I really, it was really important. I felt that we got through last night. Um, and yes, it's extra games um, and that's difficult with all the travelling and, and everything else. But for me, I'd rather us be in it for our, our situation that we are, because I think we need to be in Europe next season, one way or the other, either through the league or by winning the Europa League, which it, neither option is particularly easy, but... I think we need to give everything we can to try to get into Europe one way or the other because the financial side of it for us in particular is really the implications of not being in Europe could be really serious for us next season in terms of rebuilding the squad, which we clearly need to do. Um, so, yeah, it's massive. It's massively important for us. And I was delighted that we did scrape through in the end. I mean, we, we always, you know, as Leicester fans, we always joke about the big six and are we now part of the big six? But, yeah, it, it, you know, it's inconceivable to think of, you know, Clubs like Arsenal not being in those European competitions. Yeah, I mean, we what when was like I think it was nineteen ninety five was the last year we wasn't in Europe at all. So mm. it's been a very long time, uh, you know, consecutive years in obviously the Champions League mainly, but we were in the, uh, the UEFA Cup before and are now in the Europa League. So European football seems to be something that you expect as an Arsenal fan every season, and you know the financial side of it now is even more important as well. So. Yeah, it would be a shock. and But maybe, I know other Arsenal fans have said to me that maybe a season out of Europe might help us. We can concentrate more on a domestic football and stuff like that. But I just feel with this particular year, with all the financial restrictions that's gone on, no fans in the stadiums all season, the money that clubs have lost. I mean, our owners have lost billions in their business as well. So I think that if we are going to rebuild in the summer or be able to at least bring in the three or four players that we need to improve the squad then if we're not in Europe, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. And that could be a serious problem, not only for next season, but going forward in the future, because other teams, other clubs have overtaken us already and others are catching up fast. Um, and, you know, yourselves included, of course, you know, you, we, we you know, I know you won the, the Premier League, obviously, more recently than we did. Um, but I mean, you know, in terms of consistently finishing in the top four, top six in the league. Um, you've overtaken us now last season, this season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's other clubs as well that are, that are doing the same. And we need to arrest that slide. And the only way is going to be through the finances that are going to be available more more so if we're in Europe. So it's going to be it's a massive um, few months for Arsenal, I think, for the future of the club, actually, for the rest of this season now. I mean, we're very much like you. You know, we've got owners that are very much... Um, very much they are in the travel business, you know, the duty-free shops, <laughs> and it's been hit. And I think, yeah. you know, this may, not saying it was the only thing, but this may have had something to do with, um, you know, we didn't buy anybody in the January window. But it's a case sort of, of 
clinging on, you know, to, to, to what we've got. And, you know, your position is, I mean, you know, I've got to be totally honest with you. I've done, I've done a nice graphic for this, for the table, with a guy with a pair of binoculars looking down the league trying to find you. And, <laughs> and you, you you went and dropped another position when I checked today. <laughs> You'd gone down from 10th to 11th. So I actually yeah, had yeah. sort of two graphics done that I couldn't use. But, I mean... Joking aside, you, you know you're not going to go down. There's, there's no there's no chance of you being drawn into that fight. Unlikely, I think, to be top four this season. So, like you mm. say, it is a case of consolidating this year. But what 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 has really sort of you know happened? Because you you know you did win the last the, the FA Cup last year. You know, um, Arteta had come in. It was the B was going to be you know your saviour, your version of Pep, and what have you. You just haven't kicked on, have you? No, we haven't. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily just blame it all on the the sort of the difficult season that it's been, you know, the, 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 the situation in the world has made it very difficult, a very congested season. Arteta didn't get a full pre-season as usual. You know, the season, we didn't finish the season until, I think it was the 1st of August was the FA Cup final. And then we were started again beginning of September. So it wasn't really a pre-season and that hasn't helped. But I don't want to use that as an excuse because it's been the same for everybody. Every every club's been in the same situation. So um, we haven't dealt with it as well as some other clubs have, I suppose. And, um, I don't know. I've, I've been very um, frustrated this season because I expected us to push on. And I wasn't expecting miracles. I wasn't expecting us to win the league or anything like that. But yeah. I thought we'd push on. We finished eighth last season, which was disappointing. Uh, and again, there was a few issues last season, changing the manager and then obviously the, the, the break there was you know, three quarters of the way through the season and stuff like that. So um, I expected us to, to be challenging for the top six or top four this year and, you know, hopefully go on a, a decent cup run somewhere along the way. Um, and none of that sort of happened really so far. And now the Europa League is all we've got left. So as to why it's happened, I think there's lots of there's lots of factors. I think Arteta's a rookie manager. I don't think he's he's learning on the job. He's made mistakes. And I think that that's uh, an issue as well. Um, I feel as though we, we've had too many players that have been underperforming. I think they've let us down, actually, some some of the more experienced players. There's been a bit of a clear out. A lot of players have left the club this season. Um, some of them were coming to the end of their contracts anyway. We've pushed them out of the door. So I think there's there's been a lot of upheaval behind the scenes as well. We've had a few changes of personnel in terms of re recruitment side and coaching and that kind of stuff as well scouting and everything else has gone on behind the scenes and I feel like we're in a little bit of a transitional period at the moment and unfortunately Arteta's coming at this time and I think everybody had high hopes for him and he's had to deal with a lot of other stuff that maybe ordinarily he wouldn't have had to deal with and maybe that's had an impact as well but there's no excuse for some of the performances that we've put on the pitch uh, you know all these other stuff that goes on behind the scenes should be a separate matter in a way at the end of the day for 90 minutes on a Saturday or a Sunday or whenever we're playing you want you expect the players to to play better than what they have done I think we've got some good players in our squad some good young players and I think overall we've probably underachieved this season in, in the Premier League you know we, we threw the FA Cup for whatever reason I don't know played a weak team and got knocked out um so I, I don't know you beat us in the FA Cup <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, the League I mean, Cup you beat us in the League Cup didn't you it was, it was the League Cup yeah and you know again you know I think you guys played a, a, a second string team that night we made a few changes and it was the sort of League Cup games that you get anyway early in the yeah. season and I suppose I didn't really read too much into that we then got knocked out later on anyway um and we got knocked out of the FA Cup so yeah I think we've underperformed with the players that we've got and I think Arteta's got a lot 
to do going forward, actually. I think he's got a lot of work to do. He's got to learn from the mistakes that he's personally making. I think his man management needs looking at. He, I don't think he handles certain players particularly well, and he hasn't done. Um, so he needs to work on that. And I think there's, there's a few um, things he needs to improve on tactically as well. Um, but I think this season, I don't want to say um, give him a free reign this season because we're a big club and we can't write off any season. I'll say especially if it's going to cost us being in Europe next year. So, um, but I'm I'm certainly prepared to think, you know what, this season has been difficult. Let's try and finish it as well as we can. Who knows, we could still win the Europa League and it'll be brilliant. Um, and then we can hopefully be in a, a bit of a, a better financial situation over the summer, rebuild the squad a little bit and we can push on again next year. But if things don't improve um, in the first period of next season, then I do would then we would have to start questioning whether or not Arteta is the right man to take the club forward. Couple of hellos here. Uh, uh, hi to Mad Jason. Thanks for joining us, Mad. How you doing? And and I did put this up. A uh, uh, hello to Simpy, who uh, runs another Arsenal um, website. He's, got, he's, he's come on to look uh, look how bad we are. I think <laughs> doing it. I mean, you, you mentioned Arteta there, and before we come on to the, the actual game itself, I was I was going to ask this later, but you know, I well, I say he's been mentioned. Let's bring him up. You know, saint or sinner. I mean, you know, are you any better off with him, other than you know, than you were under Emery? Let's say that, that's that's quite an interesting um, question because um, I was very much um, of the impression at the time that Unai Emery wasn't the right man for the club, and I think the results that he had certainly in the last couple of months of his reign kind of back that up. But having said that, we were probably in a stronger position then in terms of the league. We'd been in the Europa League final the season before. We'd finished one point off the Champions League places as well. Um, and suddenly we've dropped away even further. So um, in hindsight, I suppose you could think and say, maybe, you know, did we give Emery enough time? Or did we did the club give him enough backing financially to bring in his players? Because a lot of the players that we bought during that period wasn't players that he wanted. They were players that he got given by the club. Mm. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe we were a little bit hasty there, but we certainly haven't uh, progressed from there. Yes, we won the FA Cup, but um, that's, you know, we got maybe a little bit, um, we played well in a couple of games, got a bit lucky in a couple of other games and, and we managed to win it. But I don't think overall we've certainly not progressed on the pitch in the meantime since Emery's gone and Arteta's come in. I still I still want Emery um I still want Arteta to succeed. I, I still think he's at this moment in time, it's not about the manager for Arsenal. They need to be backed because the squad needs to be overhauled quite quite a lot. So whatever manager we've got, they need to be given money, whether it's Arteta or whether it's somebody else. And if, if we haven't got the money or with the, the owners aren't prepared to invest in the team, it doesn't matter who our manager is, we're never going to get back to where we want to be. Um, so I don't blame Arteta 100% for where things have gone. He, like I said, he's made mistakes and he needs to learn. He's a new rookie manager in a way, isn't he? When we got him in, he'd never been a manager before. He'd been, yes, he'd learned a lot under Pep clearly and maybe Pep learned a little bit from him as well. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily throw it all on Arteta. So for me, he's still he's still a saint maybe at the moment, but it's his it's halo starting to slip. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Come back, Arsenal, all is forgiven, as you say. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe <laughs> something needs to change. A quick uh, a question here again, then we'll go on to, to the game. Um, Rich, do you miss Highbury compared to the Emirates? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I grew up at Highbury. 
Um, so many great memories, obviously great Arsenal teams as well, great you know trophies that we won. But it was more about just the whole, the way that the club then was a lot more, it felt more like a family. You know, it was obviously a smaller capacity maybe, but even back in the day, we could get 50, 55,000 in there. Um, so it, it was still a big stadium, you know, before the all-seater stuff come in. Uh, it was more the atmosphere and just the, the club for me, Highbury represented Arsenal, you know, the Arsenal kind of the class of the club really. And I think that we probably had little choice other than to move because we couldn't extend, uh, expand the stadium due to the houses around it and listed buildings and all this kind of stuff. So if we wanted to get more fans in the stadium for financial reasons, which I suppose we had to do, we didn't have any option. But unfortunately, by doing that, um, we've alienated a lot of the fan base um, and the atmosphere suffered massively. And yes, it, it probably doesn't help that the in the intervening period, because don't forget, two, two, two years before we moved, we went invincible through the whole season. And we had that great team with Thierry Henry. And, you know, that's our lasting memory of Highbury as well. And of course, since then, we've gone downhill. Well, the, the decline's kind of sped up in the last couple of years, but it's been a, a gradual decline since then as well on the pitch and everything else. So I think that are two things together, but certainly from an atmosphere and just what Highbury meant, I think to any Arsenal fan who um, of a certain age you experienced Highbury for, for a while, I think we all feel the same. We could never replace that no matter what. And I'm hoping that, you know, in, in a few years' time, maybe... If, oh, my camera's gone again. Yeah. We can still hear you. Why are you doing that? I've, I've, I've just managed to find this and I thought I'd taken it off, but um, <laughs> there was our, uh, just in case anybody was wondering where Arsenal were when they're looking at <laughs> you, but you, you as I say, you went one further down, which uh, <laughs> ruined, ruined my jokey fact there. But I mean, we're playing. We're playing Sunday. It's midday kick of twelve o'clock. BT Sport for those that have that platform, or you can listen Talk Sport, BBC Radio Leicester, and of course via LCFC.com. You pretty much, as a, as as a club, have the sort of daggers over us. I mean, we met twenty nine times in the Premier League. You've won sixteen of us, of those. Sorry, and you know I. You know, I can, you know, I can remember the three all at sort of Filbert Street when yeah. there was more goals scored in injury time yeah. Than, uh, yeah. the, than the main match itself. But just recently, we've actually got a very good record against you. I think we're becoming sort of your bogey team. I mean, yeah, we lost in the League Cup at the start of the season and we did only have a, a second string team out. And to be fairness, I think the League Cup was the lowest priority for us this this season uh with the europa league obviously you know more important but you know last five games we've only lost one and we've won three of those yeah no i know we've got a really poor record at your stadium as well in the premier league i think we lost our last three in a row we haven't won since that um since the season you won the league actually we were the only team to win at, um, at your ground that season that's the last time we've won so i don't know whether yeah. or not that you you, you maybe um looked on that defeat badly and, and you've reacted since and we've never managed to beat you since. But yeah, it's been one of them grounds for us in the last few years, certainly. And even at the Emirates, I say you hadn't won there for years until this season and you've got to win there. So yeah, you have been become a bit of a bogey team. But to be honest, over the last year or so, most teams have become our bogey team. We're not, we're not beating anybody consistently enough. Is that picture of all your players in the dressing room when you beat us in that when we won the Premier League that season and you beat us? Yeah. Um, I think it was five two or something, and or, or no, it was uh, you, you beat us two one and Welbeck came on and yeah, it was yeah. a free kick. 
and your players were all celebrating in the dressing room as if you won it. That was our team talk for the rest of the season. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll, I can we'll... imagine. Yeah, I must admit that day I thought we were going to go on and win the league. You know, when we beat you at, at the Emirates that day with that really last late late goal from Welbeck, I thought that was it. We're going to go on and win win the league now, and yeah. we kind of tailed off after that. And obviously, you guys went from strength to strength. You didn't lose again after that, did you? For the no, rest of the season. we only lost um, three games and. Two of them was to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same with Yeah, Roy's asking here: Will you finish above your uh, near neighbours? Well, I mean that's that's um, something we haven't done for a few years. Actually, mm. we're getting every time it looks like we've got an opportunity to overtake them, we lose. Last week, I think we were three, two, two or three points behind them. We had a game against Man City, we lost and blew the opportunity. We've done it a few times recently. I'd like to think we will. But I'm not 100% confident, as if I'm honest, um, because we just haven't had the consistency to 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 do it, really. But we, we'll see. We're, we're very close in terms of points, aren't we? I mean, you just saw from the league, yeah. I think we're two or three points behind them, aren't we? So, two, um, two points behind, that's all it is. Yeah. And, and we play them soon as well. So, um, And to be honest with you, let's be honest, they're, they're in a bit of free fall because, I mean, at one point, they yeah. were top of the league for a couple of hours and you'd have yeah. thought they'd have won it. Um, yeah. so th- th- they are they are in, in free fall. But going mm. into the game, I mean, look at the last door. Let's have a look at the last match, first of all. We played earlier at your place, 25th of October. Uh, 1-0, not the most exciting of games. Uh, I think no. we went to soak the pressure up and then sort of hit you... And I think that was the game where we actually looked, because we looked at that team and we looked at the way we were playing for the first 60-odd minutes and thought, what the hell was going on? Maybe that was the moment we realised Rogers maybe knows what he's doing. I mean, to be honest with you, that, that was a game I remember we had a goal disallowed very early on in that game for a very um, marginal offside. I think it was from a corner. Um, and that kind of changed that game, really, because I think if we'd gone ahead early in that game, we may well have won, and we didn't. And at that time, we were just about to start on our really poor run uh, of losing games, and that kind of kick-started it off a little bit, really. Um, and then, you know, in the end, uh, it was, of course, our old mate, Jamie Vardy, who came on and scored the goal, of course, as he always does against us. He does. Um, he likes playing you. <laughs> well, since we tried to buy him, it seems like every time he plays against us, he's just determined to score. And he, he seems to manage to do it every single time, which is a bit um, frustrating from our point of view, because we know what he's going to do. You know, you know what Jamie Vardy's strengths are. You know how he's going to play. If we haven't learned to deal with that by now, after five, six years, then there's, there's serious problems there. But we always seem to fall for the same trap with him. And obviously, he did get that winning goal in that game. And I mean, it, that, that was a frustrating game for me all round because we didn't play particularly well. Um, I think that was Thomas Partey's first um, start for Arsenal as well when we, we just recently bought him. Uh, and he didn't really play that well in that game. Um, but it was, I say, his, his first start for the club. So we maybe let him off. But yeah, we didn't play particularly well that day either. And it was it was a kind of a nothing game in many ways. We both played a Europa League game just before in the week. And, um, you know, I don't know, it just felt like a bit of a flat performance from both teams. And yeah. you just came on strong at the end. You made a couple of good subs uh, and that made the difference. It was that there, wasn't it, who set the goal up as well? Yes, yes. Well, well, one of the few times he's contributed this season, some would say. Um, I was... Um, I've, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, looking at... Um, yeah, Vardy, that was it. Jamie Vardy. He does like to score against you. He hasn't scored now for, new, I mean, like, you know, last night, he, I don't know how many shots he had, you know, but he's a player that can always, he only needs one chance 
and he gets it. He hasn't scored for a while. Hopefully, he'll carry that on tomorrow because he, he does like scoring against you. And would you, I mean, you know, I don't know, Arsene Wenger's come out recently and said that he was offered bucket loads of money to come, come to Arsenal. Mm. Would he have fitted in at Arsenal, though? Because he's not, you know, you don't play the sort of game that gets the most out of Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I mean, that's quite an interesting question. I think at the time, it was just after you'd won the league, wasn't it? I think it was that summer, wasn't it, that mm. all that was, was being yeah. talked about. Um, and I think at that time, Jamie Vardy was perhaps the sort of player that we did need, maybe to complement what else that we had in the attacking options that we had. And I think that it, at that time, it may well have worked because I think Arsene Wenger really wanted him. Uh, and Arsene Wenger obviously knew um, how to get the best out of him, I, I felt. And... I just, yeah, I think at that time he would have fitted in. Subsequently, you know, obviously Arsene Wenger didn't stay much longer after that, another couple of years. So I don't know how it would have worked out for him. But I think if you've got a player like Jamie Vardy, then you've got to, a bit like we used to do with Ian Wright as well back in the day, you've got to build your team around him. You've got to yeah. set up to get the best out of a player like that. And obviously Leicester have done that really well. Brendan Rodgers has done that really well since he's come in. Um, and I think Arsenal would have had to have done that if we if we'd got him. He's no good having Jamie Vardy and not playing a system that's going to help him because yeah. it's going to be wasted, isn't it? You know, and he's he's such an important player. He can score lots of goals as we've seen. And yeah, you know, I think that Arsenal's style would have would have adapted to suit him. He'd have had to have done. You know, if he's your main man that you just spent all the money on. We did it. I say George Graham did it with Ian Wright, changed our system completely, and it meant Ian Wright scored all the goals. We didn't necessarily um, challenge for the league or anything, but. But yeah, so I think we would have adapted our style and I think he would have done, of course he would have done well in our team yeah. with the players that we had. I'm sure he would have done. Because I think it was around that time as well, Stevens just said there, he's got one goal in 10 games, hat-trick on uh, on Sunday yeah, there. Probably. If only Stephen. Honestly, if that's right, if he gets the hat-trick and we win 3-0, I'll buy you a beer, Stephen. Um, I think that was at the time as well. And I'm trying to think, was Roy Hodgson, England manager, still then? He was playing Vardy, but he was sticking him out on the wing, which was, you know. Yeah. And I think, I think that I, for me, that was one of the main reasons I think he didn't go is that whether you would adapt to his style or would he be expected to sort of to, to fit into yours. But going into mm. this game on Sunday, I mean, your form, we, we, we've said it, haven't we? I mean, you know, one win in five um, over Leeds. Man City, okay, you know, losing to them at the moment, you know, isn't the worst thing. But, you know, you've basically done what we were doing earlier in the season. You're losing to teams that really should be beating our Aston Villa Wolves. We were doing that with the Fulhams and and uh, and teams like and the you know teams like that. It is consistency, and at the moment, one win in five, it's not good enough for Arsenal, is it? No, and unfortunately, this is the sort of second period of the season that we've gone on similar run. We did one before Christmas. It was a lot, you know, it was a lot worse run then. It became a, a worse run, but obviously it started in a similar way. Um, and this is heading in the same direction. And it worries me with some of the fixtures that we've got coming up. Obviously, yourselves on Sunday, we've got Tottenham to play soon, Liverpool as well. I know Liverpool aren't doing too well, but um, another tough game. So, I, you know, unfortunately, we're in a situation now where... We need to turn this around really, really quickly. And unfortunately, the games are coming thick and fast, but they're also really difficult games as well on top of it all. So, yeah, we, we need to find some more consistency. We did have a, a half-decent run around Christmas time. We won a few games, pulled ourselves away from the, the bottom end of the table. We got ourselves 
back into a contention of the top six. And now, like you said, the last five games, um, it all seemed to change in that Wolves game, actually. That, that first half, we was really good against Wolves. We should have been three or four nil up. And then, of course, we got two players sent off in the end and lost that game. And since then, we've never quite managed to build up the same head of steam that we maybe had. We hadn't lost at that point for, for a while. And then we lost to Wolves and then straight away lost to Aston Villa. And we've lost to Man City as well since. And yeah. I just feel as though that was a turning point for our little revival that we were going through in the Premier League. And now we've almost, you know, one step forward, two steps back is what's happened to us this season. And yeah. we do need to turn that round. And it's worrying. And it isn't, you're right, it's not really good enough for Arsenal. I don't think most of our results this season have been really good enough for Arsenal. But it is where we are at this moment in time, unfortunately. And um, I can't see things changing massively until, I say, there's, there's investment in the squad. We, we've brought, you know, Thomas Partey's come in, he's been injured. I think he would have improved us a lot more. Eddie played more um, yeah. and that's been an issue. But yeah, we need some better players in the squad to, to really push on. But in the meantime, we're going to have to make do with what we've got. And Arteta's got to get more out of him for the rest of the season. He's got to, because Talk finishing 10th, 11th is not good enough. Yeah. Talking to Thomas Partey, um, rumours are he, he could uh, be making his comeback tomorrow but Rob Holding um, is being is being monitored apparently. Yeah, he had a concussion. Rob Holding against um, Manchester City last week, and you know, I know there's the, the protocols in place for all that kind of stuff. Um, I think he's technically fit to play. It's just whether he's going to be allowed to play. I think is is the thing. Um, the doctors and stuff like that. I've got to sort of see how he is. I mean, Thomas Partey did come on last night. He played about twenty five minutes. Um, so he's had a few minutes in his legs. I would expect him to play on Sunday because he needs the game time now. You know, it's, when, when you're out injured, the only way to get back again is to play games, isn't it? Get out on the pitch. Yes. So I think he will play. Plus the fact that all our other midfield players have played such a lot of football lately that one or two of them is going to have to be rested anyway. So I do think Thomas Partey will play and hopefully he can make a difference for us because I do think we've missed him. Um, and we has, he hasn't really had the opportunity yet to show what he can do for Arsenal because of how many games he's missed. And do you um, look at Leicester and you're thinking like, yeah, okay, Vardy's in there, but we've got we've no Madison. And do you look at that and think, yeah, great, that's great, <laughs> that's good news for us. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, if all the best players from your opposition can't play, then it makes your job a little bit easier, doesn't it? I suppose. Obviously, yeah. if Vardy was injured, hopefully Vardy might get injured in training today or tomorrow, and he can't <laughs> play as well. Be nice. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's it helps us a little bit because Madison's a very good player, as we've seen this season. He's been one of the most consistent players in the Premier League. So yeah, it's it's a big help for us, maybe, that he's not playing. But having said that, you know, you've got players who can come in and and still do a good job. So I'm not thinking that the game's going to be necessarily uh, much easier just because Madison's not playing. You've still got good players. You know, you're third in the league for a reason. And we need yeah. to be we need to be at our best, regardless of what team you put out on the day. We're going to have to be at our best to get anything from the game, really. And that's what I want to try and focus on from our point of view more. You've got a good team. We know that. And it's going to be tough. So we just need to play well. And hopefully we can catch you maybe on a bit of an off day like you was last night. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a few of those this season. Like, like we mentioned before, it is all about con consistency. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think it's up with that can be said for a lot of teams, you know, so fingers crossed yeah. we come back to to, 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 to winning ways, shall we say, you know, and I'm not going to say 
you know, we, we, we want football to be the win winner. That's a load of bollocks. We want our team to win. Yeah, no, you're right. Of course we do. I mean, I think actually it, it's a really important game for both clubs, isn't it? For different mm. reasons, possibly. You know, obviously you, you guys are still, you know, in the in the race for the title, certainly in the top four. So it's an important game for you. And obviously having just got knocked out of Europa League as well, I think it's vital that you guys bounce back quickly. Yes, for us, yes. it's, it's important for the other reason in the fact that we can't really afford to lose much more ground on the teams above us because mm. we've already got a lot of ground to make up as it is and the games are running out so it's an important game for both clubs and yeah I mean I'm desperate for us to win as I'm sure you are but I, it's yeah. not it's never that straightforward is it it's, a, it's you know yeah. it's, it's, been a, it's been a difficult um, ground for us in the last few years so I'm not expecting anything other than another really really difficult game especially as we've just had to fly back from Greece as well for our flight last night probably hasn't done us any favours you know you, you were lucky in the sense that you could play at home um, yeah. And I suppose you didn't have the travel, but um, it's just the way it works out for us, I guess. We 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 need after after that performance last night, and you know, I think we all as fans say we can accept losing. It's nature of the game. It's part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Of as long as the performance is there, and we can see, you know, we went down fighting. You know, in la hmm. last night we went down whimpering, if anything. But a quick question for you, and I've just got a little video clip to play. Is it? I mean, it's bad enough, I guess, the fact that you're the team that Piers Morgan supports. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, you had this guy early on in the season. Do you think he's calmed enough. down yet? Let's just have a look I'm at this. Enough! Burnley! Losing 1-0 at home! I'm sick of it! On Twitter, I've defended you, but you've got to go! There's the door! Tala! Honestly, Zeka! Go! Leave! Look what you're doing to me! I'm sick of it! <laughs> it goes on for a while. Um, he, he was a bit frustrated, shall we say? He certainly seemed to be. Is that a typical Arsenal fan this season? I think it's it's uh, it's typical of a representation of Arsenal fans on social media. I would mm. say um, Arsenal do seem to have a lot of um, a lot of fans like that that pop up all over the place constantly with similar kind of videos really which i find that a little bit frustrating because i don't think that's generally how arsenal fans generally react yeah i mean i think all fans have got yeah. you know i've got a group of people that, that do react like that to, to games but to me i i if i'm at a ground if i'm in, inside the stadium um that might be how i may react for five minutes at the end of the game but to do it in front of a camera to me you just you're not doing it because it's genuine you're doing it because you want people to see the video and you want to you know, you're doing it for that reason, really. So, to me, I don't kind of think that that's, that's not genuine for me. No. Um, if, if you're in the ground, shout him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, just then quickly before we, we let you go, we're going to have a we, we do a thing with, on lastertillidie.com, our website. We have a, some ex players and myself, we're having a bit of a league going, prediction league. And I just throw in into the conversation that I am top of the league at the moment. I mean, you know, I don't want to, season's not over yet, as we know, but, you know, I am leading the ex players. But we've all, well, the most popular um, result there is a 2 1 to Leicester with uh, Steve Walsh, Ian Marshall, and myself. Steve Linex has gone for a 1 all. I don't expect you to, to go against your home team. For you, what, what, what scoreline would you go for? 
I'm kind of liking Steve Linux. I must admit, the other three, I'm not, I'm not so keen on them. But Steve Linux is all right, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with him. So he's doing okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough game for us. I, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I just feel as though maybe the timing of it, from our point of view, is not ideal with the game in Greece last night. Early kickoff as well. I don't know why the game wasn't moved. Maybe later on on Sunday. I mean, you, you played Europa League as well. I don't know why we didn't maybe take the place of someone playing later on Sunday who's not a European football this week. But anyway, uh, we have to deal with that. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would take a draw if I was offered one now. But obviously, you know, we need to win realistically. Um, yeah. And I feel as though, you know, your home form, your last four defeats have all come at home, haven't they? Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. And whether well, that's to do with away this season, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, maybe we're slightly better away as well. Um, you know, we've we've suffered a lot of poor home performances, so I think that that's kind of swinging it slightly more over to. And I think the fact you lost last night as well, uh, maybe there might be a little bit more pressure on you on Sunday than there may have been if you'd gone through. Um, so I, I was uh, early on in the week. I thought we would lose four nil. As as time's gone on. I start to think, well, maybe we can get a draw. And then after last night, I'm kind of thinking we might win now. So um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Arsenal win because I think it, uh, maybe the, the stars are aligned for this game now. I was thinking it was the wrong timing before, but maybe now it isn't. So you've got to be confident and optimistic, haven't you? Well, you have. And to go from losing 4-0 to winning 2-1 <laughs> is, is yeah. a U-turn that even Maggie Thatcher would have been proud of, I'll tell you. Well, you know, it's, it's just the way it's gone this week, actually. So, it yeah. is. Uh, that's this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, Anything is, can yeah. happen. Richard, thank you so much for coming on. Give you uh, give you a, a quick shout-out to your, your channels again. Yeah, it's over and over and over again, that the Positive Arsenal channel. I do similar stuff to this, actually. Um, I've got a show on tonight. I've actually got a Leicester fan coming on to preview the game. Um, I do obviously match previews. I do watch along to the games as well. Obviously, well, fans aren't in the ground. Um, I, I do a lot of stuff on the history of the club as well, something a little bit different. Um, not only to say the, the current games, but stuff from the past as well, because that's quite important. I think, you know, not just not just from Arsenal. I mean, we've got a big history, but I think the history of football is really important anyway. So I do like to do some stuff on that as well. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it's mainly Arsenal focused, of course, but um, there is stuff on there football stuff as well so if any of your guys want to give it a check check it out please come over and be be really grateful yeah so at, at over and arsenal yeah that's on twitter yeah and i say on there there's links to the to the youtube channel as well um yeah. and i say i've got i've got a leicester fan coming on eight o'clock on my channel tonight actually so um maybe some YouTube channel as well the, the youtube channel is called over and over and over again and yeah. it's on youtube um, so yeah, you can find it on there, and yeah. So I so say, if any of you guys want to want to have a check it out, eight o'clock. I say I've got a Leicester fan coming on, so there'll be a bit of interest. Um, and I'm doing some stuff as well on past meetings between the clubs and um, yeah. players that's played for Arsenal and Leicester as well. So there'll be some good stuff in there as well. I'm sure some of your guys might be interested in in watching as well. I might yeah. enjoy that. Pop 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 over and watch him at eight o'clock. Um, and I might I might try and join you myself and watching if I if I can get this um, this all put to bed by then. Conscious of the time, you're on in 15 minutes. One last thing that's going to work, I think, in your favour is that Mark Lawrenson has predicted a Leicester win. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Thanks, Lawrenson. It's brilliant. I love when he predicts an Arsenal defeat because it tends to 
he's not very accurate usually. Exactly. There, there was one season, wasn't there, when he didn't predict a Liverpool defeat and they lost about 10 games. He's not the best at that. Richard, no. after Sunday, all the best for the rest of the season. And, and to you as well, yeah. I mean, I say I've, I've enjoyed watching Leicester this season, actually. I think you've played some good football. Um, and, you know, as much as I you know, want you to do well, I'd like you to finish in the top four. Not at our expense, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, you've, you've got a bit in hand of us at the moment, haven't you? So I'm sure you'll be fine. But we'll see what happens on Sunday first. And then yeah. we, can resume, um, we can resume hostilities next season again. Indeed we will. All the best, mate. Take care and, yourself. and uh, stay safe. And yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Been a pleasure. Thanks a lot for coming on, Richard. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. So Richard there, um, and over and Arsenal, and over and over again. Um, get over for eight o'clock. Watch his show. He's got a Leicester fan on there, and that will be uh, really, really interesting. Um, we are Sunday, like we say. It all kicks off again. So we're going to be here with three shows on Sunday. Ah, just when you thought you couldn't get enough of me. You, you can't you can't get enough of me. Um, I'm here more often than your wife is, I'll tell you. Um, we are going to be here on Sunday at 10 past 11 with the pre-match show. Um, the, just I think the team will be announced at 11. We'll be looking at the team. Brendan pulled a few surprises, didn't he? Out the, a few rabbits out of the hat uh, last night. Let's see what team he goes for um, on Sunday. So 10 past 11, the pre-match show. Quarter to three, the post-match show. And hopefully we will be looking at uh, the, well, a Leicester win, basically. And then in between that, sandwiched in between that, like the guy said there, Richard, we're going to be doing uh, one of these. Oh, watch a long time. Um, about 10 to 12. Come and join us. We're not going to do a commentary. We're not going to put our sheepskin coats on and become John Motson's. A is passing to B and please got round Z. We're just going to be moaning or cheering, whatever it is. So put your telly on, turn the sound off, tune in on this channel, 10 to 12 for the watch along show. We'll see you then. Have a good Saturday. Stay safe, whatever you do. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks to Richard. Thanks for all your comments and joining in. And we will see you, like I say, on Sunday. Stay safe, guys. Thanks for Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.